You're listening to Dear Adult Daughter, a podcast for people who want to take better care of themselves in the relationship they have with their mothers and to be less miserable in the process. Um, a quick uh, reminder that my next book, You Are Not Your Mother, Releasing Generational Trauma and Shame is releasing on Tuesday, June 13th. And um, you can pre-order it now. And there will be a link in the show notes um, that will take you to the place where you can pre-order it. And pre-ordering is really important because um, it's what indicates to um, the powers that be, the algorithms, all of that, um, that a book is going to be successful. And I really, really want this book to be successful for for a number of reasons. But um, anyway, I just wanted to say that before I get started and I also want to say that this particular episode is for um, adult daughters, for sure, but it's also for for, for the bombs. <laughs> um, it, it's for, for all of us. Um, so sometimes it's really hard to see our own conditioning. And as evolved and modern and educated and empowered as we are, uh, we still have blind spots, things that we can't even see, even though they're right in front of us. I often call this the water we swim in. And, you know, maybe we're aware, but we haven't fully grasped the impact that this conditioning has had on us. And it was while listening to an episode of Kara Lowenthal's Unfuck Your Brain podcast, in which she was talking about romantic love and loving versus being loved, that I had an aha moment about mother-daughter relationships. So in the podcast, in Kara's podcast, she says that girls and women are socialized to see themselves as the objects of desire, love, and attention in relationships, and to constantly look for validation of this from their parents, their partners, their children, their friends, their family, everyone. And it was interesting because she used the word object. Um, and that got me thinking about grammar. <laughs> um, and so I, I just looked up, you know, again, like, what's the difference between the object and the subject? And the subject in a sentence is the person that performs the action of a verb whereas the object is the person that is impacted by the action. So in other words, the subject acts and the object is acted upon. And I really, I was kind of like blown away in, in just how um, important seeing this is. Um, and that socialization comes through our families for sure. And through patriarchal systems, religion, education, books, movies, fairy tales, social media, traditional media, and so on. And it, you know, it can be more obvious in some situations and less so in others. And, you know, this idea that we see ourselves as objects may affect us in some areas but of our lives, but not others. Um, but here's what I know to be true. It's hard to be the subject who acts 
when we believe that someone else acting upon us is the goal or is more important. And your mother, who might not be aware that she sees herself as an object, may think that others, including you, should be or act a certain way so that she can feel or receive love or attention. And you may think similarly. And while I work mostly with adult daughters, I have a handful of clients who are mothers actively working on the relationship that they have with their adult children. They want to have a stronger, more authentic connection with their adult daughters and sons. Um, And they have thoughts about how their adult children should be an act. And it's so what ends up happening is they don't see that the should that they have there which might come from the belief that they are objects upon which their adult children should act, that can get in the way of the more authentic connection that they really want. They don't see themselves as the subject. They don't see themselves as the creator of the love and connection that they want because they were taught that love and attention would be bestowed upon them as objects if they are desirable, pleasing, pleasant, polite, bending over backwards, sacrificing in hopes that it will be appreciated and or reciprocated. And I don't know about you, but I believed this for most of my life. So what does this have to do with narcissism? One of the hallmarks of narcissistic behavior is treating others as objects to objectify others by stripping them of their rights to have their own feelings that differ from um, the narcissists. And thank you, Psych Central, for that. Um, and we, we, or you know, our mothers, might be doing that to ourselves, to themselves, right? Like the idea that if we're seeing ourselves as objects right? Um, We're stripping away our rights to our own feelings. We're stripping away the right to even create our own emotions. Um, And I think this is why a lot of mothers get painted with the narcissism brush. Now, um, do some mothers fall into the category of like diagnosable, harmful, narcissistic personality disorder? For sure. Um, and then there's the rest of us for whom isolated narcissistic personality traits, you know, not personality disorder territory, but those traits, uh, might get in the way of the healthy relationships that we want. And, you know, nearly everyone shows traits of narcissism from time to time. And it's funny because it reminds me of a quote that really stood out, um, in Brene Brown's book, Daring Greatly. And in in the quote, she says, when I look at narcissism through the vulnerability lens, I see the shame-based fear of being ordinary. I see the fear of never feeling extraordinary enough to be noticed, to be lovable, to belong, or to cultivate a sense of purpose. And I actually went back to look for that quote when I was um, writing this up because of the, you know, the subject matter. And as I read it, it really like stood out to me how she wrote it. She says, again, like it's from the perspective of being an object of never feeling extraordinary enough to be noticed, to be lovable or to belong. 
And if I were to rewrite that quote, I would say, I see the fear of never being able to be the subject to create love, to create belonging, or to create purpose. So, you know, the unacknowledged, unresolved, unrepaired uh, trauma, abuse, shame, personality disorders, addictions, mental illness, like all of these are often reasons that an adult daughter greatly reduces contact or estranges herself from her mother. But if it's not those things getting in the way, it could just be a matter of unwinding some of these generational differences and becoming aware of when you're or becoming aware of where you've internalized the idea that you're the object. So again, just something really fascinating to consider. It's like a, it's sort of like flipping, <laughs> flipping it on its head, right? The way we think about uh, mother-daughter relationships. So until next time, much, much love, Karen. <laughs>